0: Yesterday, I don't know about you, Chris, but um, I'm pretty special, I think. I consider myself kind of special on account of I get an email from a guy I like to go by uh, first names with, Galen, on almost seems like a weekly basis during this pandemic. My inbox, um, my buddy Galen, who I've never met before but likes to email me, uh, shared a personal story with me yesterday uh, via my email. He said, well, okay, he said, hi, everyone. It's his pet name for me. He starts off his letter like this. Last week, I had the chance to see my parents for the first time since the lockdown. We met briefly in their backyard. My father's health is not good. My mother is still recovering from hip surgery and she's that she had before the lockdown, so they're both high risk. I did my best to maintain social distancing, but it was tough. At one point, my father struggled to take off his jacket. I sat in my chair, keeping two meters back. when my mother tried to help him. Finally, I decided to slip my mask on and go over and help. As soon as his jacket was off, I returned to the appropriate distance. The whole thing was frustrating and awkward. I hear you. I hear you, Galen. I get it. A lot of people can relate to that story. Why did you include it in this little email about what's going on in Loblaw's stores? I'll tell you why. Because as you go farther down in the email, he talks about how the weather is improving and lockdowns are easing. And many of you are concerned about returning to normal too quickly. But I thought I'd share a few updates on how we're approaching the reopening of the economy. If you haven't figured this out, um, it's Galen Weston, who uh, is the head of Loblaws. And he basically goes on to say that today, knowing that the situation is different in the province, uh, from city to city, we are now taking a more targeted approach with the frequent topic that has been masks. Masks are now available at every one, to every one of our colleagues, no matter where they work uh, there are lots of parts of the country with no new cases, so we're not insisting they wear them. But we are watching the hot zones very carefully. So, yeah, that's a piece of information I want to know as an Optimum card holder, as uh, as someone that shops at Loblaws and superstores, and as, now I guess, a friend of Galen Weston. It's nice to know what's going on in his business, uh, which, you know, of course, pertains directly to me and my grocery shopping and my safety. And then he goes on to talk about the status of the local store and how you can check your website to find out um, the list of locations where you expect to see people wearing masks and other protocol. Finally. And he labels the last bullet point. Finally. As the economy slows and re slowly reopens and Canada begins to return to work. We believe it's the right time to end temporary pay premium. We introduced at the beginning of the pandemic, things have now stabilized in our supermarkets and drugstores. And after extending the premium, multiple times we're confident our colleagues are operating safely and effectively in a new normal we are proud to recognize be recognized as one of Canada's best workplaces I continue to be a strong believer in a progressive minimum wage and would support any government-led effort to establish a living wage however a thank you I said good day to the pandemic pay so Chris I guess we're to assume it's over yeah My buddy Galen told me everything's fine. His employees don't need pandemic pay. We're out of this thing. We're all good. And in a note to employees, because yesterday Loblaws and Metro workers were told that they were ending their $2 per hour premium on June 13th. And in a note to employees, Loblaws companies, uh, President Sarah Davis said that um, they're experiencing a new normal. And they told them with the stability and with the economy's reopening, we've decided it's the right time to transition out of our temporary pay premium. Not everybody's happy, including our first guest to the program. Jerry Diaz is Unifor president, represents approximately 2,000 Loblaws workers and tens of thousands of workers at Metro. Welcome to the show, Jerry.
1: Well, good morning. Not I don't know if you're in. An- if you work for Gale and Weston, I'll tell you.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if you're on his mailing list, uh, but I am. It was kind of an interesting way to start out the memo, which really ultimately at the end got to his point. His point was, yeah, we're ending the pandemic pay. I don't know why you'd start off. I, like, call me a cynic, but I think it's really weird that you'd start off with a personal story. Okay, you're all relatable. But really, how many of us can relate to the Galens? They're the Westons? They're loaded.
1: Galen Weston's net worth is over $8 billion. $8 billion. If you take a look at Loblaws, last year they made over a billion dollars in profits. So far in 2020, they are at record profits. They have done incredibly well during this pandemic. So for him to say that now is the right time to strip $2 an hour from the wages of people that have made him a multi-billionaire, he should be ashamed of himself. If you look up the word "greed" in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of Gale and Weston. I'm just disgusted this morning.
0: Okay, let me just go back here for a second to his email, because I think it's really interesting. One of the things that he mentions is I continue to be a strong believer in a progressive minimum wage and would support any government led effort to establish a living wage. This is um, a position where he could actually take charge, because if Loblaws and Metro both decide that they're going to dump their wage back to the pre-pandemic pay, where they could have very easily said, you know what, this is gonna be the new normal for a while, let's leave it here and let's, let's realize that over the past uh, three months that most of us have started to look at grocery store employees as essential workers where we didn't before. Absolutely. And so he could be a leader in raising some minimum wages, and then other grocery stores would follow suit. The worry here, right, for your employees, well, first of all, they're not going to get their $2 extra an hour. But the worry really is is that grocery stores are going to follow suit. When the big boys start saying, yeah, we're going to dump the pandemic pay, the rest will follow, no?
1: There is no question about it. I mean, you, you, you always have to look at what people... Do as it relates to their actions, because if you listen, if you watch the history of blah blahs Metro stores, they're actual cheerleaders uh, for the for the lowering of minimum wage. Why? Because so many of their employees earn minimum wage. Um, So when Doug Ford was pushing to cancel the $15 an hour, you didn't hear Dale and Wesson or anybody say, no, 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 it's fair. $15 is fair. You didn't hear any of that. Um, So their silence is deafening, to say the least. Now, it is crystal clear based especially on what we've gone through over the last few months, that Metro and the Loblaws of the world can lead. And they're choosing not to. And at a time where they're making more money today than they ever have in their history. So this is, to me, is just, it's greed, period. And you can't say that you believe in a living wage, while you're making money hand over fist, and then do the opposite. It's called hypocrisy.
0: All right, I just want to throw this in, because Jerry, you brought it up. Um, Loblaws Company, which owns Loblaws grocery stores, no flu. Frills and Shoppers Drug Mart. All of them I shop at, by the way, I'm a big fan of Loblaws. I think they do things right, although I don't think I agree with this one. Reported its first quarter profit soared to 240 million compared with 198 million the same quarter last year. Metro reported a profit of 176 million compared to 122 million the year before. I actually take offense as a shopper to Galen Weston's little sweet email. Because um, it, it, to me, it seems really manipulative starting off with that story to kind of win me over and relate to me. Just tell me what's going on at my grocery store. We, you know, I know you're not my buddy. And I'm not thinking about, I, like, listen, there's a lot of us that are struggling to see their parents. I haven't really seen my parents more than once during this pandemic. And I got a 90-year-old father-in-law. But I'm not thinking about, you know, and I, I understand. I'm not thinking about Galen's parents, although I'm sure they're lovely people. Uh, and have redeeming qualities while I'm picking out my milk from his grocery store. So just tell me what I need to know.
1: Uh, There's no question. It was a diversion, which is clearly going to backfire. Same here. I've got a 90-year-old father who I will go see today, and if he needs a hand to have his jacket take it off, well, then guess what? I'm helping him take his jacket off. But it gets away from the key point. And the key point of all of this is greed. And that's what has me the most disgusted. Now, if you, if you look at what Loblaws has historically done, there's always been this incredible push to part-time jobs. Between 75 to 80% of all of Gail and Weston's employees work part-time hours. Why? So that they don't have to provide decent pay and so they don't have to provide any sort of employee benefits. So these are workers that are struggling uh, to work just minimum hours to get by. So, All right. Well, the plan. the
0: company is still planning to spend about twenty five million. They say in one time bonuses for workers who've been collecting a premium. I think that's one hundred and forty bucks. You guys have worked out per person if you're in a full time schedule. Um, Metro is going to be paying, um, I believe it's two hundred dollars in bonus yeah. for full time workers. Part time workers getting a hundred bucks. What do your workers say about that?
1: They're disgusted. They're insulted. A lousy 200 bucks if you're working full-time hours, 100 bucks if you're working part-time hours. These are the COVID heroes, and you raised it in, in, the, in your earlier comments. These are essential workers. So look at who have really been there for Canadians during this most difficult time. Workers in long-term care facilities, predominantly immigrant workers making minimum wage by and large. Grocery store workers, women that work in ch- I can walk right through the list of of workers that make so little who are dependent on so much.
0: Okay, so, I want to hit on something, if I could, Jerry, because we we never have enough time here. But um your assistant for the retail sector, Chris McDonald, uh yes. I read that he suggested it's not a coincidence that companies are stopping the premium uh pay for the pandemic uh, weeks before the CERB is winding down for most workers. Can you speak to the significance of that? Because when I first read it, I thought, I don't get it. What's the connection?
1: So the bottom line is it's about forcing people to work it's about people accepting their lousy pay it's about not having any other path so if the crb is now eliminated it's saying listen those those workers that are working for minimum wage are basically stuck in minimum wage jobs um our members for example that work at metros are probably the highest paid in the industry which is still poorly paid i mean workers are making. what's
0: that around do we know what what they're making an hour
1: yeah, about $15, $16 an hour, and that's at the high end of the food chain. Uh, we have some Loblaws workers, excuse me, Dominion store workers, which are Loblaws um, out in Newfoundland that are red circled at about 16 bucks 17 an hour. So by and large, the pay is terrible. By and large, they make sure they hire strictly part-time workers with minimum hours, and they really really um, are taking advantage of the situation. Can the Western well, family afford to pay people part-time hours? The answer is yes. Do they choose not to? The answer is no. It's brutal.
0: Okay, listen, I, as I said before, truth be told, I shop at the Superstore. I like Loblaws. I like the way it's laid out. I'm a fan of Loblaws, Metro. Eh, I'm always confused when I go in. Um, so I think that they get some things right for the shopping experience. But um, when they are making profits near record, Uh, through this pandemic and a lot of businesses are hurting. I look at this, you know, they say the $2 was always temporary and things have stabilized, but they still have preventative measures in place. So as a shopper, to me, that doesn't mean that anything's stabilized. It means, okay, well, you now have your safety protocol in place and that's good. And they spent a lot on that. So they say, you know, uh, we're no longer making a lot of money. Because I think that's one of the one of the uh, claims is we, we invested like $280 million in safety protocols for our workers and for our, uh, you know, our clients. And so we're not really pulling in the same kind of profits. So they're going to back away from this. But the one-time bonus uh, that they're offering um, is interesting. Okay, it's some sentiment, but the average grocery store employee, if they make 14 bucks, an hour full-time would be uh, t- with this extra $2 would take a worker's full-time salary from 27000 a year to 33000 a year. That doesn't seem like a lot of money at all. In fact, that's very low for someone working full-time.
1: It's embarrassing when you're one of the wealthiest people in this country and your employees use food banks. The reality is, is that the overwhelming majority of Loblaws employees work part time hours and they should be ashamed of themselves. It's about profitability, period. Can they afford to pay the two dollars an hour on an ongoing basis? The answer is yes. Do they choose not to? That's the issue.
0: Okay, this was if they they say this was always temporary, Jerry, when, when would it be okay in your mind to pull this pandemic payback?
1: No, I think one thing about uh, Canadians, we understand now who really are essential workers. There's been a whole change in the discussion, a whole change in people's ideology. So people are looking at grocery store workers much differently today than they did six months ago. Um, So the issue is profitability and their ability to pay. And do they have the ability to pay? The answer is yes. And at some time or another, they're going to. Uh, because this $2 issue is not going away. Ultimately, it's about straight greed. I think people understand that. I think people are disgusted. So Galen Weston's going to have to walk the talk. He can't talk about a living wage and then do just the opposite. He's in a position to make significant change in people's lives. So it's time that he showed some leadership, because as of right now, there's a lot of people who are incredibly disgusted uh, by the actions of Loblaws, and I'm just one.
0: Do you hope that outrage over this could change their minds, make make the the Westins go back to the board, you know, to the board and say, oh, no, we got to change this. We got to turn this around. This doesn't look good.
1: Look, it, they have to do that. And ultimately, we're going to be in contract negotiations with Loblaws sooner than later. We're in contract negotiations with the Dominion Stores in Newfoundland. Uh, if he doesn't do the right thing, then we're going to have a heck of a lot to say about it.
0: All right, Jerry, appreciate your time today. Have a good weekend.
1: And you too, take care.